Green Side, the IGA podcast. Also, Mike McCoy, the 2013 USA. Johnson, now a two-time major champion after becoming the winner of the 144th Open Championship. Welcome to Greenside, the IGA podcast. Clint Brown here. We got a lot to catch up on. Uh, been a lot of golf being played. Uh, I'm just going to start from the top and work work our way down here. Uh, IGA match play and women's match play held at Talons Golf last week. Joe Palmer wins the IGA match play. First person to win both the senior match play and IGA match play in the same year. Becomes the oldest winner at 58 and also becomes the third player to win the match play more than once as he collected the victory in 2002 as well. Uh, We'll hear from Joe a little bit later. On the women's side, IGA women's match play champion, once again, Leanne Smith for the third year in a row. We'll also hear from Leanne a little bit later. She, She played wonderfully all week at Talons Golf, so hats off to Leanne for a Another championship on her resume. We also hosted the U.S. Amateur Qualifier at Lake Panorama National Resort earlier this week. Three players moved on from that qualifier. Harrison Ott from Brookfield, Wisconsin. Cecil Blessy from Red Wing, Minnesota. And then Norwalk's Denny Bull was the third qualifier. They'll be headed out to Oakmont Country Club later this fall for the U.S. Amateur. Uh, U.S. Senior Open currently being played out at Omaha Country Club. Got five guys with Iowa ties out there. Uh, Brad Claprot from Keokuk, as you might remember that name, Iowa Amateur Champion in 1990 out at Crow Valley. He played at the University of Iowa and uh, was a 1992 Big Ten Championship medalist. Uh, Mike Ketchum from Ottumwa, who now lives down in Tucson, Arizona. He won the uh, IGA match play in 2008. You might remember his name as well. Obviously, we all know Mike McCoy, six-time Iowa amateur champion, six-time mid-amateur champion here in Iowa. And from what I've been able to gather, this will be his 63rd USGA appearance this week at the Senior Open. So... That is just an incredible number. We're going to have to get Mike on the the podcast here sometime soon uh, and chat with him. Uh, Oskaloosa's Jerry Smith, been on the PGA and Champions Tour for for many years. He's teeing it up out in Omaha as well. And then Ford Dodge's Judd Gibb, five-time Iowa PGA Player of the Year, will also be in the field. British Senior Am, I want to mention Gene Elliott. As I, the last I looked, headed into the final round, I think he's going to be just one shot off the pace over at Ganton Golf Club in the United Kingdom. Uh, that tournament concludes on Friday. Uh, we have a link on our website that you can follow live scoring um, for that tournament, as well as the U.S. Senior Open that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and also, John Deere Classic Week, we got a, we got a few guys with Iowa ties playing in that one as well. Uh, recent graduates, uh, Alex Shockey, who played at the University of Iowa, and Trip Kinney, University of Iowa State graduate, are in the field. Also, Chris Baker, who played at Iowa State a few years ago, and then always... Zach Johnson is in the field. He's on the board over there at the John Deere Classic. Always good to see Zach get back to the Midwest. And I know he has a lot of fans that that, uh, like to come over and see him play. So good luck to to all those guys. As we speak, the IGA Women's 4-Ball is being played up in Sioux City Country Club. So we'll recap that event when we come back at you next week. But uh, like I said, we got uh, got a lot to get to. I want to remind everybody about the Iowa Amateur next week out at Wakanda in uh, Des Moines here, out kind of out by the airport, if you're not familiar with that. But, uh, yeah, if you want to come out and watch, see some good golf, come on out uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday out at Wakanda Club. 
All right. Like I mentioned, just uh, finished up a busy week last week with the IGA match play and IGA women's match play championships. I have Leanne Smith with us again on the podcast. We had her on a few weeks ago. Uh, Leanne, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Good deal. Well, congratulations on your uh, victory once again. Uh, three in a row. I had to. I had to dig back in the archives. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that you won back in TCI in uh, 2019. But uh, and then you've won the last two at at Talons Golf. Uh, what, what's the What's the secret in the water? I guess for for match play. I don't know. Um, I really enjoy the format. It, just taking it one hole at a time suits me, I guess. And. Um, a blow up hole doesn't really matter that much. Right. Cause I, you know, you're still in it. You just lost one. So um, I don't know. It just kind of suits my game mentally, I guess. Well, and I know we've, we've talked about that a little bit our last time we, after your uh, win at the uh, forever 39 championship earlier this year, um, your stroke play round um, was that going in as the defending champion, you know, you're going to get the two seed. Is it, is it you're just kind of getting re re familiar with the course or you maybe kind of, Hey, let's kind of see what my game's going to be like this week. What's a, what's a mindset going into something like that when you kind of know, I mean, you could get the one seed, but at worst you're going to be the two seed. Right. Yeah. I was, you know, I was playing to play my best round. Um, and again, like I just typically what happens to me is I'll have a couple big holes. So like I, I did on a couple par fives. I had, I got stuck in some weeds and had to hack out and took a triple on one and a double on another. And so I was five over on the par fives and ended up five over for my round. So, um, you know, I was like, well, I probably need a different game plan for those holes. (laughs) (laughs) Want to shoot the best you can, but you kind of want to maybe get kind of a a game plan going forward, knowing you're going to have some, you know, some matches where you're probably going to have to make some decisions, huh? Right. Yeah. I was just, yeah, trying to pick clubs and, um, talons. you I mean, you really have to know where to hit it and, um, be in good spots to set your up, set yourself up to score well. Um, so yeah, it was basically just club selection and trying to figure out what you can get away with if you have a miss. The, the thing that I, and I want to ask you about this, um, you know, talents, there's several holes. I feel like that you can play a lot of different ways and, and still have success. Would you, would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of like every golf course, right? Like, uh, you can get away with being a little bit more aggressive on a few holes. Right. But talents also, right. If you get aggressive and don't hit the shot, well, like you can get punished pretty badly there as well, because, um, the rough is so deep around the greens chipping is really difficult. Um, especially with some of where the pins were cut and how hard it is to stop it sometimes. Um, yeah, you kind of got to weigh that risk reward, right? It kind of depends on where you're at in your match, I guess. You know, one hole that kind of stuck out to me, especially as later in the day or later in your your match, not you specifically, but just in general. You know, hole 15. You know, I saw a lot of a lot of players, you know, kind of lay back, you know, to maybe a yardage, and then I saw some players try to get up, you know, as close as they could to that green. Yeah, um, my my last match with Anna, um, neither or no with Hannah in the morning. Uh, neither one of us hit good tee shots. <laughs> like we misjudged the wind really badly and we both ended up short of the fairway on the right. And uh, Yeah. We were just both trying, you know, hoping or prayer to get onto that. Cause that green is so skinny when you're hitting. Exactly. From, yeah. Um, especially when you're hitting uphill out of the rough blind. Um, <laughs> it's a really tough shot. So in my 
next match, I actually hit a worse shot uh, with Anna, but I got lucky and hit a tree and it threw it back um, almost to the fairway. Okay. So I kind of got lucky with that one. A little, little um, better look there. Yeah. Well, kind of going back to your matches, you, your first day you you got you got by pretty easily, but then the second day, knowing you know if you if you win, you're gonna have to play 36. Um, are you thinking you know to start the day? Hey, this is gonna just gonna be a long day. I'm just gonna have to kind of keep my head down. Yeah, um, I I knew my match with Hannah was gonna be really close because we we have similar style of play, right? Um, we both hit a pretty long ball and um, can make birdies. Uh, Hannah is an excellent putter. Um, when she's going. So uh, I knew that we were going to trade a lot of holes. So, yeah, I just kind of expected that to be a long one. Um, and then I, you never, I didn't, I hadn't played with Hannah or Anna for a while. Uh, so I wasn't really sure what to expect, you know, and she's young and, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure how she would hold up mentally. It's, it's a tough format, especially when you're going for your first one. Sure. Sure. And you've, and you've, and as you know, you've been playing, you know, several matches, you've played a stroke play qualifier. I mean, you're, you're deep into the week as far as playing golf and uh, it's a, it's a grind, isn't it? It is. It is. It's very tiring. I, I'm so thankful we get to take carts because <laughs> it would be a much different story for me, especially if, uh, if I had to walk that thing all week. Well, and the, the, I would say the weather cooperated, but it, I mean, we had some, we had some warmer weather. So, you know, you gotta, not only do you have to have your game in shape, but you gotta, you know, make sure you're staying, staying hydrated and probably, you know, something I probably don't even think about is just, just kind of staying calm and just make sure you're breathing and just a little stuff like that. You probably don't even think about, you know, when you're in the moment. Yeah. Um, kind of funny about that. Like, uh, Hannah, me and Hannah's match, like, uh, both of us were like high stress anxiety like that whole match we were just both kind of joking back and forth about how like our heart rate hadn't gone down you know because sure. we are wearing our watches and we can see what our heart rate's at the whole time we're like man i cannot settle down um that's when you know you kind of have a good match it was fun to try and keep that all together you played hannah Bermel in the semifinals anna jensen in the finals and i and i know you mentioned you you enjoy playing with with Hannah, um, you've had some, you know, some back and forth matches with her, I think over the years, just talk to me like how much, obviously you guys are both competitive, but it's, it's got to make it fun when you're, you know, you're kind of battling each other in a way. Yeah, it's a, it's a great time. Um, and plus just, I've known her for a while. Um, I, you know, coached against her dad when I coached at Drake, um, and her and her sister would travel to tournaments and, you know, we'd see them a lot when they were younger. Um, it's just kind of neat. Like the golf world is so cool and how everybody's connected and how, what a small world it is, um, you know, and running into those kids now that they're all grown and, um, getting ready to launch themselves, you know, into their lives and stuff. It's, it's just pretty neat. Can you talk about, and, and this is something we're really trying to work on, you know, get, getting more women involved in our tournaments and involved in, you know, the IGA. Can you just talk about just kind of the camaraderie of the, uh, I just call it the women's group. I mean, it's just everybody, you know, everybody's wanting to be each other but afterwards. You're laughing and telling stories. Hey, what are you doing next weekend? Are you, are you playing the two ball over at, you know, Gilbert or something, you know? Right. Um, well, especially with the older gals too, right? Like my yes. mom's part of that group and, um, thank goodness for all of them. <clears throat> we wouldn't have near the opportunity without all those retired ladies who, um, basically make it their job and mission to play and everything. Um, they fill out the fields and they're fun, right? And they're, you know, and they're competitive too. For sure. Um, it's so great to see them out playing and, um, they bring, you know, a different aspect to everything, right? Like, 
just you know playing matches with them and stuff like they're just so fun and um love golf right like yep. I, yep. they just bring a great attitude and uh spirit to the sport uh i mean i don't know i i, I just think it's really neat and i hope uh, more young people can join and see that that uh, the longevity you can have with golf right yep, for sure and- I, don't, I don't know if you notice that when you're young right? right i think you have to have a little age on you to kind of see right. what that means to people well and i and i think some of the you know younger younger players i think maybe they're you know that well i don't know anybody you know i don't you know i don't i don't know if i'm gonna be accepted and it's like it, it, it's like the total opposite it's like hey come into the group hey play with us you know it's it's just getting over that hurdle of you know getting to know some people and, and feeling comfortable i think sometimes yeah absolutely i mean i would just say uh just get out there. You're going to find somebody who's going to bring you into the fold. Right. Um, yep. And be nice to you. And you can just tag along with them until you find like your own crew. Uh, no, I think uh, women's golf in the state has really blossomed in the last, I mean, even just in the last five years, I think um, we've had a lot more interest and more people showing up to things. So. Well, and I was, I was encouraging, you know, there was a few, you know, not that I know them all, but I, you know, there's a few ladies that played in the match play that I hadn't seen or, or didn't know. So that was always good to see some, you know, some fresh faces. And I think it was, a, it was everybody that I talked to had a great time and um, yeah, it's just, it's just great to see new players out there getting involved and, you know, being part of the group. I agree. Well, Leanne, as always, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast again. Congratulations. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. Okay, here with Joe Palmer, recent winner of the IGA Match Play Championship. Joe, welcome back to the podcast, I guess. Had you on a few weeks ago. Yeah, thanks, Clint. Well, I guess my first question is, has it has it set in yet? First player to win both the senior match play and IGA match play in the same year. I first got in the car and headed out, realized what I had done. It, uh, it, it was a great feeling, obviously. Well, you... Uh, Along with that oldest player to win, uh, as you probably remembered, uh, John Peters winning back in the back a few years ago down at Spirit Hollow, and uh, you're the third player to win it more than once, uh, as you captured it back in 2002. If I'd have told you back in 2002 you're going to win it again almost 20 years later, would you have believed me? Oh, I'm sure I would now. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. I would have probably thought I could do it, but uh, yep. didn't, know it was, didn't didn't know if I'd get her done. Yep. Well, you you did, and it was. I saw a lot of your matches. It was. It wasn't easy, was it? No, and I knew it wouldn't be. I, you know, I had to play well um, against this field. Um, shoot, some of us were talking. You're going to have to shoot a pretty good number to get a decent seating, or even to make the top 64. So, um, yeah, we we knew, or or I knew uh, that either you couldn't slip up in this tournament. And keep going. Well, I, I looked back at your. At your matches, you, you were able to get by Hank Warish in the first round, and then it was John Olson, Denny Bull, J.D. Anderson, just to get to that last day of matches. Talk to me about that a little bit. Well, I, you know, the match with Hank, I, I know it was lopsided, uh, and Hank didn't have his best day, but I got into a rhythm in that round that carried me through to Olson because uh, I knew John was going to make some birdies. He, sure. He's just been playing too good, and... Uh, you know this golf course. If you can, if you can avoid bogey and keep the pressure on with some birdies where you have to or should, uh, specifically against the younger guys that hit a little further and were able to get to those par fives, then you've got chances. And uh, and that's kind of what I did in those matches. Um, 
a lot of those carried all the way through. There wasn't a lot of, you know, I, I don't think I had a match end early, uh, no. uh, too, too early, um, other than maybe JD uh, that was, uh, I was up three and two left. Yep, I was just going to say JD with, with three and two and everything else was, was right down to the end or, or went extra holes. Right. So uh, you get to you get to the semifinals playing Kelly Brown in a in really a just a back and forth match. It was kind of like we talked about, kind of the story of the week. But uh, you played a lot of golf up until then. Obviously, what what was kind of your mindset going into that last day? Well, I think the last day I felt like uh, try to get my putter going. Um, I had driven it nicely in the tournament. You know, it's not a real tight golf course, but you've got to be in the fairway to get something accomplished and. I drove the ball really well, um, other than a few mistakes, and and typically those cost you. So uh, the round was set up with the driver, and then the putter came through for me. I was talking to, to Leanne Smith earlier, who won the, the women's side of the IGA match play, and, and I, I kind of thought, you know, after seeing this course, you know, for the second year in a row, it's kind of a course you can, on several of the holes, you can play a lot of different ways and have success. Would you Would you agree with that? Well, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, the, par, uh, the, the one I, I come to mind is the, uh, the 11th hole. It's a par 5. that You really have to, to catch one to get home in two. There's a lot of issues up around the green. And uh, lo and behold, I went for it in two one day and, and got, got up there and got myself in a mess and lost the hole. Uh, the rest of the tournament, I, I won that hole several times uh, laying back. And, you know, the par 5s, were somewhat gettable uh, for these young guys, and, and you know they're hitting short irons into a few of them, and I'm hitting you know a little longer iron. But once you're on the green, you know you're even. So uh, your putter's got to stand up and get the job done, and, and thank God mine did. Well, one of the holes that I thought is that comes to mind for me is 15. You know, I saw a lot of guys kind of laying back to a you know a number that they wanted, but then I saw a lot of guys trying to get as close to to the green as they could. So I, that was a hole that kind of stuck out to me that was. You know, could be played a lot of different ways. Yeah, I didn't bury that hole once. In fact, I bogeyed it, I believe, three times. And that hole turned out to be my nemesis. <laughs> um, went through something in my hole with Kelly and, and uh, lost a hole there when I was up two and and never really played that hole the way I wanted to. Well, moving moving forward a little bit to the, the finals match against Nate Vance, I, I believe you played with him in the, in the stroke play qualifier, correct? Yeah, yeah, I did. I played with me and uh, John Olds. Okay, okay. So you uh, actually played with him. Yeah, match play. Yeah, so you knew you knew where you knew what Nate could do off the tee, and and uh, you kind of knew what to expect. I, I assume. I think Nate's got a, a really nice game. I mean, obviously, he absolutely vaporizes his driver, and and he's not too bad with his irons, and a pretty good putter. So I knew he was going to make some birdies. I watched him do it in front of me. He was five under after seven or eight uh, in, the, in the qualifier, but I got up to a hot start. I bird, uh, you know, I eagled the first hole and then went birdie-birdie. I really had a short birdie putt on the fourth hole to go, go five under after four and kind of set the pace for at least me to, to get going. And, you know, I, once you get up in match play, uh, the mindset changes. It, it's hard to, uh, to, to understand if you haven't played a lot of match play, but, you know, being from behind, being – being ahead or hold two different things and kind of changes your game plan and being ahead I, li- I like being ahead and I don't make a lot of mistakes typically with with uh, dumb bogeys 
for sure. And you kind of you kind of answered my question, but I I was going to ask you about getting off to a you know a great start. You know, start that match. That was that that makes it just the world of difference, doesn't it? Oh yeah, it just kind of settles you down, and you, you, you're not too worried about if you're tired or not. Second match of the day. Um, absolutely, I think uh, getting off to a good start really sets the tone for the match, and that's what happened with Hank and. Well, you know, most everybody. So, you know, that helped. That helped me get through that group of guys. Uh, Denny Bull, I mean, he just qualified for the USAM. Right. He's a stud of a player. I played with him a lot. Right. And uh, fortunately uh, for me, I caught kind of a, a, a cold putter because he, cause he played beautifully. And I think I put seven birdies on the scorecard between uh, the first and 19th extra hole. So, um and, and there you go. I had seven, seven birdies, I believe, and, and took 19 holes to get it done. Right, right. Um, kind of an open-ended question, but, Joe, what, what keeps you motivated? Is it, is it just a matter of, hey, I want to keep playing as good as I can for as long as I can? I think you can make it that simple. I just always want to get better. Okay. Um, you know, I, I age is just a number. I know we've all heard that or said it, and I think there's some truth to it. Um We've got a guy in the national circuit, Paul Simpson, that's uh, in his upper 60s, maybe 70 now, and the guy still beats uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Young, 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 younger than him. And, and I play with Paul now, and, and you know, fortunately we've got Gene there pushing us and, yep. and Mike uh, McCoy pushing and John Brown. And we've got some seniors that still, you know, have some horsepower, can get the ball in the hole is what we would call it. Yep. And, and you know, luckily I, I, I've been around that. And, I think it does get you motivated. Looking back on the week, Joe, is it is it more grueling? Is it more kind of fun to be in? You know, be in the mix. What what's kind of the as you look back? Well, I you know, I do this because I want to be in the mix. Sure. I mean, I and and nothing. Don't take anything away uh, wrong there, but I like to be in the mix. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I wasn't. I'd, I'd love the game first and foremost. Sure. There's nothing better than being in the mix and playing with these young guys. I'll do it as long as I can. You know, it's it's fun. It's fun to watch their games and how ours used to be and how their, theirs are now. And, you know, that used to be back probably 20 years ago when I was maybe 38. Uh, I think we kind of had our way with college kids because they were just, you know, vomit and then find out that wasn't the thing to do. But these guys are pretty well-rounded now. Right. So um, they've got all of it going on. Um, short game good putters course management yeah you gotta you gotta definitely be on on top of your game to you know to get by you know match play and and the young kids don't you right yeah absolutely uh looking ahead we got the the state amateur uh at wakanda next week um talk to me about kind of what what you feel about wakanda because i think it's a course you 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 gotta think your way around that course you can't just overpower it can you no, you can't. And, and I'm one of those guys that's been fortunate to play it quite a few times over the years. And uh, my last uh, stadium there, I got second to BV or Brian Verdine. Okay. So yep. I've, got, I've, I've got a good feel for the course. Uh, um, but again, if driving is going to be a premium, pars are going to be important. And I, I was uh, I played the course just a few days ago in the Iowa Golf Association, or excuse me, the. Uh, I club outing uh, over there, and uh, best I've ever seen Wakanda shape wise. It firms up and it gets greens quick. Uh, you know, par is going to be a pretty good number again at Wakanda. 
I was I was talking to a few guys and, and they kind of echoed what you said. I, I think it's going to be it's going to be won or lost on the greens. Yep. There's a few tricky shots. Uh, the 14th hole, the par three, um, is a very difficult shot from the box. You got to miss it in the right places if you don't put it on the green. There's a few holes like that out there um, where you just can't be in the wrong spot, or you're gonna you're 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 gonna get be lucky to make par and stay away from stay away from bogeys by making those kinds of mistakes. And there's going to be some birdies. There's there's some holes you can make some birdies on. Sure. Well, Joe, uh, again, congratulations. Uh, you know, you've had a great year. Keep it up, and uh, and we'll see you next week uh, over at Wakanda. Thanks, Clint. All right. Keep doing a great job. All right. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a blast. Yeah.